BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And here we go. Welcome to Death Do Us Part podcast hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. Welcome, everyone, to episode eight. Eight. Yeah, eight already. Yeah. I'm trying to get them out quick. Yeah. So. Which is cool. Yeah. We we actually just recorded. When? What the hell day is it? Is it Tuesday? Yeah. So when? Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to get them out. Yeah. And we appreciate, again, we're getting requests and people are liking us. Guys, we have a fan that is not friends with us. (laughs) We don't know who this person is, but we love her. Yeah. I just have to say that. Thank you for uh, hitting us up. Appreciate it. It gives Mark something to do during the day. It does. Yeah. So. Um, so to follow up on our episode from Sunday, our kids are already being assholes. We told them to go upstairs and be quiet. So, of course, they're not being quiet. Right. Um, so if you hear them, I mean, whatever, you hear them. But you'll probably hear us yelling at them, too. Yeah, so I was just, just going to say, it. you're probably going to hear us <clears throat> motherfucking them. Yeah, so. Whatever is what it is. Yeah. So um, we still would love suggestions from you guys. We got a couple that we're looking into uh, that I'm looking into. I don't know why I say we like he's doing anything. <laughs> um, so we're going to get going with those. Um, yes. Couple Thank two-parter you, Jason ones. and Violet. Yes. A um, couple two-parter ones coming up. Yeah. So. But other than that. What do you got for us today? So this one is a local one. Again, um, this is the horrific murder of Alicia Bromfield. And I've never heard of it. No, it's not. um, I remember it vaguely because of uh, the the defense. Um, But I don't know like how national it was. I don't know if it made national headlines. 
So I thought you said this was on. This actually did make one of the ID channels. No, that was a different one. Was it? Yeah. Jesus Christ, a lot happens out here. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, the one you're thinking of. Yeah. No, totally different one. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't know this this one at all then. All right. So this is um, Alicia Bromfield. She was born in 1991 to a 20-year-old single mom by the name of Sherry. Mom said they had an instant connection from birth. Her dad was not involved. However, Sherry met and married a man named Joe when Alicia was only 14 months old. So he stepped in and, I mean, became her dad. It was the only dad she knew. Um, Mm -hmm. Sherry said she was a very easygoing child. She laughed at herself all the time. Uh, She always had lots of friends. In high school, there was a trio of them. It was Alicia, Olivia, and Marissa. They became inseparable in high school. They all came from different groups, playing different sports or being a bookworm. They were considered floaters, didn't really have like a specific group, um, but they did hang out with each other. Uh, Olivia and Marissa both said that Alicia always wanted to make a bad situation better and that she was full of positive energy and easy to be friends with. They would spend their afternoons after school binge-watching crime shows like Law & Order. Oh, boy. And also Friends, which we now do. Yes. Yes. Um, Best show ever. Yes. Yes. It It is. It is. Yeah. You're my lobster. Yeah. Uh, And being a guy saying that, I Mm -hmm. I have no shame. Friends is the Mm -hmm. best show ever. Yeah. I never get sick of it. No. The best one is when Chandler falls over the half door. When yes. Joey's making the entertainment center. I, still, best fall ever. Still, to this day. Or the fall that Ross did in Vegas when he was drunk. Trying for the chair. They they did the best <laughs> falls ever. You know, totally off the subject, obviously we're going on a rant. I just saw when Ross and Rachel did their breakup scene. Yeah. Um, David Schwimmer said it took an hour to get over it because uh, Jennifer Aniston's reaction was so real. And she said that she had a hard time with it because David Schwimmer actually made her cry. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So there's a little fun fact for all you friends loving people. Interesting. So Alicia was also very interested in history in high school. She was actually planning on going to college to major in history and become a teacher which, again, is the most underpaid profession ever. Teachers, yeah. Yes. Um, watching all the crime shows, though, made her very interested in forensics. Huh, sounds familiar. Huh. She See, this part isn't, though. She was actually very leery, though, about going for a career in forensics because she was afraid she wouldn't be able to handle dead bodies. Yeah. Eh. You know. I, it's... Legitimate. It I mean, is. I, I was scared at first. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. I remember, I mean, the first time I went to the morgue was in the academy. Yeah. They took us, like, our last week. I don't remember the first and, body I saw. Oh, man. I don't remember. It was rough. But then after a while, you know, like, with the task force, yeah. for some reason, like, I I would offer just to go. Yeah. And you would you know, all the time. fall asleep next to a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> I um, so she. As bad w- as that is, but huh? I mean, it's seven o'clock in the morning. After being out all night, yeah. Yeah. So this was a serious concern for her. She didn't 
really think she'd be able to handle it. Um, however, one day at work, she noticed that there was a gentleman sitting in a car and he had been sitting there for a couple hours. And where does she work again? <clears throat> she works at Home Depot, but not for Home Depot. I'll get into that, which I didn't know they did this, but I'll get into that. So hmm. they see this guy sitting in his car. Um, and after a couple hours, she's like, maybe we should go fucking check on this guy. So they go over there. They knock on the windows, not waking up. He's slumped over. She's doing this? Or... Her and her coworkers. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I keep, like, That's right. my throat is so... bothering me today now. She, um... I think I smoked you vape. Oh, my God. I fucking hate you. <clears throat> so... See, they're going to pull these tapes, like, for my murder trial, by the way. <laughs> Just an FYI. Um, and then in court, they're, they're going to be playing it. and <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. The prosecution, yes, he said poop shoot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you even imagine? I won't get caught. Anyways. So they end yes, up. Yes, Your Honor. I did say poop shoot. <laughs> so they end up breaking into this guy's car to get to him. Yeah. Um, and uh, Alicia said she knew right away that he was dead. They mm-hmm. wanted um, someone to check for a pulse, so she reached in and checked for a pulse. And then her coworkers were like, oh, my God, do CPR. And she's like, oh, my God, he's fucking dead. No. Yeah. So she realized that she could handle a dead body. So this is when she decided that she was actually going to pursue a career in forensic pathology. So she was a 2008 graduate of Joliet Catholic Academy. Mm, JCA. (coughs) Sorry. Good old Rudy. After that, she went to Western Illinois University with her friend Olivia. Which is very known for criminal justice. That is a big reason why she went there because they have a huge uh, forensics. Yeah. uh, Not division, but. Program. Yeah, That's what I'm no, looking they're for. Criminal ju- they're known for criminal justice. So I didn't know that, yeah. actually. So now during this time and in high school, Alicia worked at Home Depot in the garden department. Uh, she was about 17 years old when she started. So she worked at Home Depot, but not for Home Depot. I Apparently, still don't get that, but whatever. They contra- I'm going to explain it if you would shut up for a minute. They contract a third-party company to come take care of their garden center in the summers. So. That's weird. I know. You would think Home Depot like had their own people. No, they they contract a third party company. Like a landscaping company? No, it's called the Great Flowers something. I don't know. I have it written down. But not Mm. in this spot because you're not supposed to ask these fucking questions right now. Well, I'm catching you off guard. Um, you're not. I you're haven't. You're supposed to be spot on here. Listen, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> um, Grand well, Flower Growers Incorporated. Okay. Yeah. So, um, which is owned by Grand Service LLC. Are you done now? Yeah, I think. I'd just like to point out that it's his fault. I had to shuffle my fucking papers because he won't shut up for two minutes. At least minutes. he didn't hit the fucking microphone this uh, time. Give it time. I will. So this actually worked out perfect for her because she could keep the job during school because it was a seasonal job and yeah. still come back and work for the summers. Right. Now, I read in one source that she was paid throughout the winter months. So... I don't know. I couldn't find anything else about it, but I was curious because that's 
that's how they they pay teachers. You can uh, choose yeah. to be paid over the summer, so you get paid less during. Yeah. You know, um, so this is how she came to know Brian Cooper. Brian Cooper was her 36 year old supervisor. He was a regional manager of that third party company. Um, not much is known about his childhood other than his mom later testified that his stepdad used to beat the shit out of him. But I mean, the more we get into it, you'll probably figure out why he wanted to beat the shit out of him because I want to. Okay. So he grew to have a pretty um, unhealthy obsession with Alicia. Mm. She would tell her friends and family how badly he treated her at work. Of course, it's going to go off right now. Uh Uh-oh. Are your blood sugars dropping? No, I'm good. My pod's expiring. So he would tell coworkers that Alicia was his girlfriend. But and she was pretty good looking. She's I saw her very picture. pretty. Yeah, very she's pretty. Good looking girl. And he looks like um a fucking slob leprechaun. Like I don't even know how to be nice. like I mean, I'm Irish, so I guess I shouldn't say that, but I don't know how to explain he's just a soup sandwich. He just he <laughs> he looks like a douche, you know? Mm. And he got fucking crazy eyes. Oh, so, yeah. Um, so he would tell everybody that Alicia was his girlfriend, although she had repeatedly rejected his advances. Yeah. She'd actually even gone to upper management once to complain about him, but nothing was really done about it. Um, she was afraid she would lose her job if she wasn't friends with him. Her mom said that um, she felt Alicia maintained this friendship to keep her job yeah. because he would threaten her often. Um, he used his managerial position really to exert power over her and intimidated the fuck out of her with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to remember, she started. she's a fucking teenager. Yeah. When she started. So she's going to listen to her boss and, you know. And he's a lot older. Yeah. So. Just a huge fucking dude. Like, dude, you're 36. She's fucking 17. Get it. Get it together. You know. But we'll come to find out later that she's not the first teenager that he went after, essentially. Mm. Um, So she's in college. She's at Western. At the beginning of her junior year, she met a guy. Um, it was her friend Olivia's boyfriend's friend. Was I clear enough on that? I, you already lost me. Okay. Really? My brain doesn't work that much. Still. This is an easy one to keep up with. Say it again. Her gr- boyfriend, her friend, baby mama's yeah, brother. A, her friend Olivia. Okay. Olivia's boyfriend. Yeah. His friend. Okay. All right. See? There you go. Got it. All right. So. And already forgot it. Yes. The four of them hung out a lot. Um, the guys actually went to school about two hours away, but the girls would make frequent, frequent, did I say that right? Jesus. Yeah, frequent. Trips to visit the boys. Where'd they go? Uh, they. You know what? I, I don't know. It didn't say. Mm. What's two hours away from Western? Figure well, it out that way. Well, Western is... Actually, in southern Illinois, yeah, isn't it? So, I think so. I don't, know. I don't know. So, Alicia and this guy, who was never named, um, they were never in a formal relationship. They hung out when Olivia went to hang out with her boyfriend and whatnot. Yeah. Um, St. Patrick's Day weekend of 2012, Alicia tells Olivia that she hasn't gotten her period. 
So she takes a pregnancy test and comes downstairs and says, I don't know if this is good or not, but it's got two lines. Oh, boy. And Olivia's like, no, it's not fucking good, dummy. <laughs> so Congratulations. Yeah. Alicia was pretty nervous to tell her mom because her mom had her young, you know. Yeah. So when she went home to tell her mom, her mom was studying. She was studying to become a natural um, pathic doctor, natural pathic doctor. Uh, mom was sitting on her bed studying and Alicia came in and sat on the floor and said, mom, I need to talk to you. Mama, what happened was, what had happened was. Her mom, Sherry, said that she knew immediately what (laughs) Alicia was about to say. Um, She said she wasn't very happy about it, but she wanted to make sure that Alicia didn't feel any kind of disappointment like she had felt when she got pregnant. Right. Uh, eventually everyone became excited about it. Yeah. You know, she's, she's of age. Yeah. It it is what it is. Yeah. Her mom, Sherry said she'd never seen anyone so dedicated to a baby that wasn't born yet. She was really taking care of herself, taking prenatals, going to bed early. Um. And how old is she at this point? She is 20, 20 or 21. Like I couldn't find her actual birth date. Yeah. She was 21 at the time of her death, so I don't know how old she was at this point. Um, So not everyone was excited, though. Brian was pissed that she was pregnant because he wanted her. Yeah. Um, When she told him, you know, because she had to tell him about the pregnancy because she was going to have to be doing, like, duty-ish work. She's not going to be able to lift all the plants and shit. Right. He yelled at her and called her a slut and a whore in front of coworkers and customers. What? And then proceeded to start throwing shit at her and began, quote, reprimanding her for getting pregnant. I'm pretty sure that's a hostile work environment. Yeah. I'm See, you people think I'm bad. Just saying. <laughs> um, at this point, he became overbearing. Yeah. Like he wasn't fucking already. I was going to say, his first comments to to her wasn't bad enough. So he already had, you know, control over her schedule. He would make her schedule and everything. Yeah. It got worse. Um, He would schedule her at a moment's notice. He would um, schedule her for her doctor's appointments and then bitch at her when she had to go to the doctor. Um, He started escalating his demands and requirements of her. Basically saying that she was, like, his right-hand woman. What? Yeah. To the point of, um, I mean, it was more about control than anything. Yeah. She'd even, like, go and let his dogs out for him. Because being the regional manager, he would travel to other stores around northern Illinois. Right. She really was just a nice person. Yeah. She didn't want to be a dick. Like, the dog's got to pee. I get it. You know? So... While he's completely fucking berating her for getting pregnant, he starts telling her that he's going to help her with the baby. Yeah. I wish you guys could see the faces that Mark's making at me right now. So (laughs) during a texting conversation, he offered her a room in his house um, that didn't even exist. Yeah. So he was going to build a room for her (laughs) to give her her own space. Yeah, I'd be like, "Mm, I'll pass. Yeah, I'm going to go with a solid fucking no on that one. (laughs) In the meantime, her parents had actually made up um, a spot in their house for her to have her own living space with the baby. That's cool. So, um, 
Brian's sister was getting married in August. And he wanted Alicia to go to the wedding with him. He had asked her earlier in the year. She told him no. He asked her again repeatedly. Um, She didn't really want to go, but then he threatened her that he was going to either drastically cut her hours or fire her altogether if she didn't go with him. So, I mean, she's young. She doesn't know. Yeah, she doesn't realize that this this is is against federal law. (laughs) Right. So she's, I mean, she's terrified at this point. She's 21 years old. She's pregnant. She's about to be a single mom. She doesn't want to lose her job. Where's baby daddy? He does not want to be involved at all. He's not mentioned anywhere. Really? Yes. And she was okay with that. She was 100% okay with that. So it wasn't like he ditched her or anything like that. She was basically like, I'm going to keep the baby. It's cool if you want to come. It's cool if you don't. So he's not, he wasn't involved. Um. So she really was just, she wanted to keep her job. She was just a few short months from graduating with degrees in forensic psychology and criminal justice. Um, she was super close to having the baby. She found out she was having a baby girl that she was going to name Ava Lucille. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't afford, afford to not be working. She just kept telling everybody, I just, I need to keep my job. I need to keep, keep this job. Yeah. So her mom actually knew, I don't think her mom knew the extent, I don't think Alicia told her everything, because just listening to her mom in interviews and stuff, I feel like if her mom would have known the extent of it, her mom would have beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, told her to quit. Yeah, so, because they said, her mom mentioned in one interview that um, herself and Joe had enough money to support Alicia and the baby. But she didn't want that. She wanted to take care of the baby on her own and everything. So I, I truly don't think that her mom knew yeah. the extent. Yeah, I highly doubt it. Um, I think she knew a little bit more about, like, the unwarranted advances, really, but not so much the verbally abusive behavior. Yeah, probably just thought he was a creeper. And right, he'd, right. He'd go away eventually. So even still, though, mom had a bad feeling and just really didn't want her to go. Yeah. Begged her not to go. Again, she's like, I got to keep my job. I got to go. She didn't tell her friends about it until a few days beforehand because she knew they'd be pissed and be like, no, you can't (laughs) fucking go. So, you know, despite his shit behavior, she she trusted him and she thought he was a friend. And, you know, she thought, okay, maybe he's just a creeper. Like she was young and didn't realize like how psychologically damaging. Yeah this guy was to her she just thought he was like people yeah. can actually be she just thought you know he was an underdog and she always wanted to help the underdog and no. some people just can't grasp on to the fact that there's true evil in this world right and he is true evil yep. he is a, a, a sick fucking monster and yeah. those people just exist yeah you know they do. so he told her that uh, they were going to be staying in the same hotel as the entire wedding party, which made her feel a little bit more comfortable about going. She told them that she'd go, but only as friends, nothing more, and that they had to come back the very next day after the wedding. So where's this wedding at? It is in Door County, Wisconsin. Where's that? Uh, north. I don't... Oh, okay. It's in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, so on August 18th, 2012, she was getting ready to leave. 
her mom sherry was taking care of some stuff in the house because it was actually um her sister's ninth birthday party that day mm-hmm. so alicia goes to leave she yells bye to her mom her mom's like wait get your ass back here like come say goodbye and give me a hug yeah and her mom again was like just tell me you don't feel good like you're pregnant you can get away with it just tell me you don't feel good like i just really don't want you to go got that gut feeling yes and alicia's like i'll be fine i'll be back tomorrow so she leaves and her and brian make the four-hour drive to door county to the sand bay beach resort um she found out shortly after they arrived that none of the wedding party was staying there and she was she was fucking angry they ended up getting into a fight obviously over this yeah and Alicia texted her mom that they got into a fight and she was coming home and said, he's crazy. I can't wait to come home tomorrow. Yeah. So her mom's like, okay, good. So. So I, I might have missed it. So he's obviously just got one room for them. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. One room, two beds. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because that's what we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're too hot to sleep with. Oh, my so. God. I know. So Get a, off me. A few hours later, Alicia. I need my vape. And a fan. Um, actually texted her mom that they had decided to stay. She didn't want Brian to leave because Brian was actually supposed to walk his sister down the aisle. Mm. So she didn't want him to be a dick to his sister. Yeah. And her mom... Um, was actually upset that she didn't answer this text because she thought she was in bed. She said when Alicia was home, she'd go to bed about 7.30. And she was, you know, at the party and didn't have her phone with her. So she said she was going to go, you know, to the wedding as his date. But when they got back home to Plainfield, he lived in Plainfield too, their friendship was going to be over. Because she's like, "This, this is fucking it. Like, this is stupid. I told you I'd go with you. Like, you you lied to me. We're done. Yeah. We'll get through this fucking wedding, and then You're we're done. You're fucking nuts. Right. Up. So he was drinking beer um, at the reception. After the reception ended around midnight, they went to their room. Brian continued to drink. Um, Alicia actually went straight to bed. So Brian's kind of pissed at this point that, she went straight to bed like he assumed that they were gonna talk about it talk about their friendship or he was gonna put it in the poop shoot. oh my god stop saying poop shoot so at some point uh alicia woke up no brian asked her if they were keeping their plans for the following sunday to watch um i believe it was the tv show 24 mm-hmm. and alicia's like no 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 uh, no, we um no we thanks. talked about this and um I don't plan on continuing our friendship when we get home. Yeah. Fuck yourself pretty much. Yeah. He was pissed. He couldn't stand the thought of taking a long drive home knowing they weren't going to be friends when they got here. Uh to him this was a trigger. This felt like a breakup to him. Oh Jesus. Despite the fact that it wasn't a fucking breakup yeah. and he's a fucking crazy monster. So he he's pacing the room. He's pretty upset. He snaps. Mm. So as Alicia was trying to go back to sleep, she was laying on her side. He jumped on the bed, flipped her on her back, straddled her, and started to choke her with his bare hands. Yeah. She began to fight. She was scratching and kicking him, pleading with him to stop. 
she kept bringing up the baby. Don't do this because of the baby. Like, yeah. don't don't hurt the baby. Don't hurt me because of the baby. She thought that. How far along is she? She was six and a half months. Whoa. The baby was about seven pounds. I already knew yeah. that. So that she just kept, don't do it because of the baby. Yeah. The only thing it did was make him choke her harder. So she actually then bit his finger and that didn't make him stop. It just caused them to fall off the bed. So now they're on the ground and he spent the next two to three minutes strangling her. Jesus. So it takes about obviously two to three minutes. And I was listening to a podcast and it was a prosecutor and she said, I, one of the court cases that she tried, she made everybody in the courtroom sit there in silence for three minutes and said, this is, this is how long you're looking into somebody's eyes, fucking strangling right. them. Watching them die. Yeah. yeah. So she died right there on the floor. Her and baby Ava, unfortunately. The next day on August 19th, Brian walked into a gas station about an hour away from the hotel. So he just leaves her there? This is the next day. I'll get we'll get back to it. So yeah, okay. he essentially just he essentially leaves her though. But okay. so he walks in, he's soaking wet. Um he asked the gas station attendant Was to, he just watching cops? He was just watching cops. <laughs> um asked the gas attendant to call nine one one for him and she's like, What what the fuck? Who are you? Get out of my fucking gas station. Yeah. Like can you even imagine? <clears throat> Is your blood sugar okay? My blood sugar's fine. My pod expired. Because if you pass out, I'm just going to sit here. I know. Well, you could read. (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, you could finish. I I will. She's seizing, guys. But listen, this is what happened. Well, shove a cookie in your mouth. There you go. Perfect. Something else. (laughs) Yeah, because now's the time. Uh huh. So she calls 911 for him, hands the phone to him. Probably ran from him because that's what I would fucking do. Right. And he says to the 911 dispatcher, bless her fucking heart, by the way. Yeah. I want to report a murder. Please. Uh, Please. Uh. Um, she's obviously taken aback by this. And she's like, you, you want to what? He said, please. Uh, he said, I want to report a murder. And she's like, a, mur- a murder? Like, this poor woman is like, what the fuck? She works in bumfuck Wisconsin. Yeah, I highly doubt, like, they're, they ever get that call. Right. So <laughs> she's she's very smart, though. She keeps asking him questions to keep him on the phone. Yeah, um, good. There's transcripts of the call. I've heard the call. I mean, she's she's very calm. But in the same token, so is he. Which is frightening. That's scary. So she's asking him, Evil you know. people. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'll, ooh, remind me to point something out. So she's hey, asking babe, him, like. Point something out. Who is this person? Do you know who this person is that was murdered? And he said, yeah. And she, she asked for her name and he gave her his name. And she's like, well, do you know who did it? And he's like, well, I did. <sighs> Silence for a minute. She's like, okay, so I'm going to keep you on the line until the police get there. Yeah. Um, so conflicting sources. Some people say that the police got there within minutes. Um, another source said it took about 30 minutes for the police to get there. Um, it it's is kind, of, kind big... of rural out there, and it is a county department versus like a town. Yeah. So I don't know. It could have gone... Either way. Yeah. I mean, they could have been coming from miles away. Well, on top of the fact, too, 
he he said he did it. We they don't know. He's not covered in blood. He's not you know. He's just yeah. He's wet. They could just think it's a a psych patient. Yeah. So he is taken into custody and brought to the police station. During this time, the police go to the Sand Bay Beach Resort. Yeah. Because he had told the dispatcher. Because the, the dispatcher asked him, well, where where is she? Yeah. And he said, she's at the Bay Resort. And the dispatcher said, are you sure the Bay Resort? And he said, the Bay Resort, room 210. Yeah. So police go to the Bay Resort, room 210, and they find Alicia dead on the floor. There are obvious signs of a struggle in the room, and Alicia is herself covered in scratches. She has deep bruising on her neck. She's also nude. Um, She was covered with a blanket, and there was a pillow put under her head. I don't think she needs that anymore. No, no. But, I mean, let's make her comfortable. Yeah. So she clearly had defensive wounds on her. And he covered it up. And I've read 152 times that generally once you commit a murder and you cover them up, it's because you're ashamed. You don't want to look at them. Yeah. So. What a way to go. Like. I can't. Like, what a piece of shit. Knowing that you're going to die. And and your baby's going to die. Yeah. Staring at somebody that you fucking trusted. Like, what a piece of shit. So he begins to give a full fucking confession just right out there with it again still very calm um the door county sheriff's deputy investigator who started the interview was uh mark winkle pretty sure he never thought he'd be dealing with this in his fucking life yeah, probably not. Um, I watched the interview. I think he did a great job. I mean, knowing what I know about interrogations and everything, I think he did fucking great. Yeah. Um, so Brian said he was very hurt at the thought of not being friends with her. So um, just an FYI, trigger warning, it's going to get a little graphic. So okay. when they got back to the room, Alicia fell right to sleep, and he was fucking pissed that she fell asleep. Like, he's devastated why is she sleeping and drinking still still drinking correct which he makes a point to mention repeatedly so almost to the point of so is he gonna use that as his defense i'll get there so he said that she's you know he's mad that she fell asleep he's now pacing the hotel room quote debating whether or not he should do something to her and started doing some, quote, prepping by putting phone cords and cable cords under the bed. So he's walking around the room deciding whether or not he's going to fucking kill her. Dude, When you said prepping, I, I thought, you, thought you were going to be like, oh, you did jumping jacks. And yeah, no. <laughs> no, he was hiding fucking cords to strangle her with. So he continued to pace the room, continued to drink. Eventually, he laid down. Yeah. When he laid down, this is when she woke up. Right. They had the conversation about, you know, the plans on Sunday and about the friendship. And, you know, she said no. Yeah. He strangled her. not. So he said that he continued to strangle her until she stopped moving. And then he undressed her because he, quote, wanted to see her naked. What a fucking creep. 
Um, he then proceeded to have sex with her. So, again, he's referencing the drinking and goes into a full conversation with the officer about how he was so drunk he couldn't keep a full heart on. And then says that he wasn't able to penetrate her because he was drinking and couldn't get a full heart on. And then goes on to say Whiskey that... Whiskey Yes. That's what he keeps... He's pushing it. He's almost arguing with the cop because the cop's like, well, did you ejaculate? And he's like, well, yeah. And the cop's like, well, then you had to have a fucking heart on, you yeah. idiot. So he's still... He's arguing with the cop about his ability or inability to remain hard enough to finish the job after being drunk. But we find out that he did ejaculate on her right above her pubic area. He then said that he attempted to kill himself with, are you ready for this? No. A fucking butter knife and a corkscrew. What? Do, what? What? What, to slice his to wrist? To slice his throat. Oh my God, What stop. in the fuck were you going to do with a corkscrew? How about you take one of those fucking cords that you're prepping with and wrap that shit around your right. goddamn neck? How about that? Um, a fucking corkscrew. I still can't believe that. When he didn't succeed, he decided it was just time for bed. So he went to sleep in the jacuzzi tub. So his adrenaline, his adrenaline dump. dump, he goes to sleep. He wakes up the next morning and says that he uh, drives about the hour away. Yeah. Uh, goes into the bay with the attempt to drown himself. What? Yes, but he swam far out and panicked and couldn't drown himself, which he fucking should have. Yeah. Um, investigator Winkle was like, did you, you know, did you realize that life is worth living? And he said, yes. Oh. Fuck you. Yeah. Good question to ask. Yes. And he, this guy, this guy's good. I, you know. So then he started asking questions to Brian to really bring out how obsessed he was with her. Yeah. Um, he starts talking about, you know, did you have pictures of Alicia in your house? And he said, yes. And he said he had several. And Winkle says, is it a shrine? Mm. And Brian really doesn't answer the question. But then he starts talking about cameras. Brian has security cameras, not security cameras, excuse me, cameras in his home in Plainfield. Okay. He drilled a hole into the wall and put a camera into the bathroom wall. And when Alicia would come to his house to let his dog out, he would activate the fucking camera by his phone. Dude, what a creep. He then brought a camera with him to Wisconsin and hid it in the bathroom in the trash can. And they later come to find out that there was footage of her nude getting out of the shower and of her using the bathroom. So the cameras he would activate. So Winkle is like, well, then why the fuck did you want to see her naked? You've already fucking seen her naked. Yeah. And he, he couldn't really answer that. Just said that this is why he asked her to, to walk the dog um, so he could get more footage of her. Wow. He said that he wanted something more with Alicia, but he respected her pregnancy. Um, Winkle asked if he had ever hurt anyone before. And Brian stated that, yes, he had tied up an ex-girlfriend because he, quote, wanted to talk. And he, quote, couldn't get through to her. Well, now, get him to listen. Yeah, apparently. 
So she didn't um, she didn't press charges against him, which is almost a shame because it yeah. was apparently within the time frame that he could have gotten jail time, which means he wouldn't have been able to do this to Alicia. Yeah, I mean, that's a fucking kidnapping. Yeah. So, uh, that sucks. So, the speculation that he had done this before was really cemented in after his sister Kelly, her name is Kelly, her new husband's parents called Door County Police. Yeah. Said that the day after the wedding, so the morning after the murder, um, him, his wife, his son, and his new daughter-in-law went out to breakfast, and they were driving in the car. And Kelly got a call from her mom. Her mom was frantic and crying and said something had happened to Alicia. And Kelly's response was, quote, I hope he just beat the shit out of her. What? Um, j- just? What else is there? Dude, what is with this family? What the fuck else is there? Yeah. Uh, the family is fucking crazy. They're yeah, I, they're just as crazy. Because yeah. there's a recorded conversation, um, him in jail, talking to his mom. Yeah. And he, again, brings up the drinking and says if he wasn't drunk, he wouldn't have done it. And she Stop. tells him that people love him and people support him. And this happened for reasons we may never know. Um, your son's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. How's and that for a reason? A job, mom. Right. So he actually, um, I just, I don't know. I still can't get over the just, I hope he just beat the shit out of her. Which what a like, shitty thing. Oh. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. So towards the end of the interview, um, Winkle asked Brian, did you mean to kill her? And Brian responded with a simple, yeah. Mm. Yep. Like, meh. Yeah. Meh. Nonchalant. So after this detailed confession, he was charged with two counts of first-degree intentional homicide and one count of third-degree sexual assault. Despite this confession, though, he entered a not guilty plea. Because he was drunk. His defense was voluntary intoxication. Oh, my God. Also known as drunk defense, which was in Wisconsin at the time an actual fucking reason for a defense. Yes, this was a legal reason for defense. Where they come up with this shit is just... So his attorney argued that he was too drunk to form intent. He took the stand said that he was drunk and out of his mind and blacked out. I'm sorry, you fucking what? You gave... Details. Details. Yeah. It's a little too late for the blackout. Right. Details. So I'm starting to wonder, um, did he know about this law in Wisconsin? I don't know. The amount Maybe. of times he brings up well, drinking. I'm, sh- I'm sure his attorney did. Well, no, in the confession. Like, when he's confessing, he brings up drinking, like, more times than is normal to comment on. To the point, like, I, I really, truly wonder if he You're knew about. I'm sorry. I can hear it. I, I really wonder if he knew about this law and maybe took it as his opportunity. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if not him, his attorney. Definitely. Oh, his attorney, I'm sure, did. Yeah. 
which he ended up being a fucking dick to his attorney later anyways. So I just, I don't know. I can't help but think that maybe he knew about it. So 10 months later, he went to trial for the first time. After 14 hours of deliberation, they came back with a guilty um, uh, guilty verdict for the third degree sexual assault. However, it was a hung jury for the intentional homicide. Get the fuck out. It was 10 to 2, 10 for conviction of first degree murder, and two held out saying that maybe he was too drunk and didn't know what he was doing. What the fuck? The, what was the... The two that held out were females. That's what I was just I knew ask. you were going to ask that. That's why I made a point to find out. Um, yes, the two that held out were that females. Me. Yes. Wow. So for the verdict on the sexual assault, he got four years in prison and an $8,000 restitution payment. Alicia's mom was fucking outraged. Uh, yeah, she should. Absolutely. Um, she said she could not allow what happened to her daughter happen to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So she began lobbying to have the law of voluntary intoxication removed from the list of legally accepted defenses. She actually made history and really? got the law not only banished in Wisconsin, but 31 other states quickly followed. I, I can't believe, like, what other did... Was... Illinois was not one I looked okay. at. No. Because that's just... That's insane. Yeah. Now, the shit part of it is, while she, you know, did get this law abolished... Yeah. Brian could still use it as a defense in his second trial because he was grandfathered in because right. the crime happened prior to them abolishing this yeah. law. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. He had actually gotten many delays on the first trial. He fired his attorney, um, was given to public def- uh, defenders, tried to fire them. Like, he was just a shitbag. So, well, he is a nut. Yeah. So, he used again the voluntary intoxication. No. Uh, defense and this time the jury was like fuck you Good. took him less than an hour for deliberation <laughs> and on July 24th of 2014 he was sentenced to two consecutive life terms Good deal. one for Alicia one <clears throat> for Ava oh good now in 2014 see this is these this is good people and I can't like I would want to murder you with my bare hands the last thing I would be thinking about doing is like forming a a foundation um i would be plotting your fucking murder but her mom sherry and dad joe formed what's called purple project wow. in memory of their daughter and granddaughter yeah this is an organization that helps financially support single mothers in need grief counseling for parents who are mourning the loss of a child oh that's awesome her mom said quote as time moves on our love for alicia and ava continues to grow and give back in ways that we never could have imagined they very recently just purchased a house in oswego with two acres on it no kidding and it is named the alicia and ava house of hope it's a facility for young unwed mothers and their newborn babies that will provide the necessary provisions including housing food, spiritual guidance, education, and counseling, and to help their residents finish high school and attend college. In the last interview that her mom gave, they had just had their first residence spend the night, and her mom was just over the fucking moon. So her mom then filed suit against Home Depot, 
Grand Service LLC, mm-hmm. and Grand Flower Growers Incorporated. Good. This complaint stated that these companies knowingly employed a man with a history of sexually harassing, verbally abusing, and physically intimidating female subordinates. Yeah. The complaint stated that the companies failed to protect their female employees and respond to their complaints. Sherry believed that Brian used his supervisory authority to require Alicia to go on this personal trip with him for fear of repercussions of her job if she didn't go. Right. The company stated, um, fuck you. We, we don't. We can't control this guy when he's not at fucking work. Like, what do you want us to do about it? The district court agreed and the suit was dropped. Oof. However, <clears throat> in 2017, it was appealed and reversed. Good. So the appellate courts then heard of Brian's history of harassing other female employees. There was an employee by the name of Jessica who he would also call derogatory terms. He would talk about his genitals and rub himself up against her, would follow her, control her schedule. She repeatedly complained to upper management. He was ordered to take an anger management class, which he didn't take. And when he was confronted by HR about it, he went after her. HR essentially, was ordered again to take it and they never followed up on it. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point with Jessica that she she quit. She just, she couldn't do it. She quit. So after Jessica quit, this shitbag set his sights on Alicia. So again, if mm-hmm. these companies would have fucking done something about it, yep. he wouldn't have had Alicia to target. Right. So... But him being a nut, he would have found someone. Oh, he would have found somebody. Yeah. So now the appellate courts are, um, they're hearing that the companies are responsible for his behavior because it was known to senior management and they didn't do dick about it. So the case was, or excuse me, is going back to the U.S. District Court. The most recent update I could find was February 15th of this year. Um, One of the appellate judges was stated, stated, that the jury must answer if Brian used his supervisory authority he had over Alicia to force her to go to the wedding. If a jury answers yes, the companies can be held liable for Alicia and Ava's deaths. So that's going through the court process right now. Wow. Brian filed for appeal in 2015 and 2017. The first time he filed, it was for ineffective counsel, which, fuck you, dude. It was a hung jury. How is that ineffective counsel? Exactly. Uh, The second time was regarding his request to change lawyers was improperly denied. The judge erred by barring certain testimony from his expert witness, and that exclusion from the expert witness violated his rights to present a defense. Both appeals were denied. Good. He continues to sit in a Wisconsin jail. Good. As he should. as far as I'm concerned, is not fucking good enough for him. Yeah. And... Well, I mean, props to her family, too, for starting the foundation I and everything. Because I, I would have fucking killed his whole family. I, like, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, being a mother, mm-hmm. I get it. You're going to protect your kids and you're going to defend your kids. But at some point, you're going to have to be like, listen, I... I I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. I don't know. I did the best I could. And and he went off on his own, and this is what fucking happened. Because, again, there's evil in the world. Yeah. Don't. There truly is. And I, there's so many people that just. Don't believe that. That don't believe that. They don't. 
and I can't tell you how many times like I've actually sat there and looked in someone's face. And you can see it. it yes. You can see it. 100%. I mean, they're goal in life is just to fucking terrorize their eyes are dead <clears throat> yeah and I, I i don't understand how people you know are so naive people to it. people well they don't believe it because first of all they don't want to believe it and two they've, and they they've never see it. seen it yeah you know you and i have seen a side of people that nobody should ever fucking have to see right. but that's how we know that it exists Right. You know, we've seen it. We've dealt with it. But like in Alicia's case, she she was 21. She was about to have a baby. She wanted to keep her job. She didn't know any better, you know, because you're you're raised to think you go to work. You listen to your boss. You listen to your elder. You know what I mean? Like she didn't know. Like it's just and going back on evil, like like I have friends on Facebook and stuff and you know, hearing them talk, like, seeing them post, like, anti-guns and all. Like, dude, come on a ride-along. Mm-hmm. Come on one fucking ride-along where I were. Yeah. It, it'll blow your fucking because mind. Because, again, it's it's just, it's a different atmosphere. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's a totally different. Being in these professions, you see a totally different side of humans that yeah. you don't think is is possible. Yeah. And then when this this is why we're all so callous and yeah. we're all fucked up yeah. because of what we we and see. Honestly, like I, that's why cops tend to to you know associate with other cops and marry cops yep. and dispatchers. nurses and yeah. The, the like all the same profession because we have we, the same demons yeah because you know i i remember like going out with my regular friends when i first started yeah like what is it you know hey what's new well got into a fucking car chase right and you right know, on the expressway saw seven dead bodies yeah. today would you like, do you, you it just yeah huh yeah you just you you understand it more if you're with somebody who does it. Yeah. So he's a complete shitbag. Yeah. Just an absolute evil, evil person. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean this is a hundred percent to me would be a fucking death penalty case. Oh yeah. Somebody fucking rape him with a half heart on, see yeah. how he likes it. Right. In the poop shoot. Maybe we you know, maybe he's it's already happening. Hopefully. The best one I heard, though, and I probably won't do this case, so um, I told you about a little girl was raped and murdered, Yeah, went to prison, ended up in the same cell as her fucking cousin, and he said, you can either get a tattoo or I can kill you. Pick oh, one. Oh, you showed me the picture. Yeah, and yeah. he said, well, I'll get a tattoo, and he now has Katie's Revenge tattooed just fucking all over his entire forehead. That's awesome good yeah because rapists don't tend to do well in jail no neither do baby killers no and you kill the fucking baby like yeah so that's the horrific story yeah very close to home obviously so he'll stay in wisconsin in jail for the rest of his life Mm, you should yep Sorry if you hear me breathing so much. I'm trying to... Yeah, what is your deal? Well, I listened to the last one, and I sounded kind of further away. You so did. I'm trying to... 
be Stay close, closer. but now again, my fucking I'm a mouth breather and I don't <sighs> hear you though. So, oh my god! I don't like know the exact distance I should be. Well, now you just sound like an idiot, like back and forth like that. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> so, um, all right, I'm gonna start on another case tonight. Which one? I don't know. Um, full disclosure, I looked into the Riley Fox case, mm-hmm. and I'm not bothered by much. You know that. I'm a soulless, black-hearted fucking devil. Yeah. Um, it made me sick to my stomach, and I don't think I can do it. Okay. It's it's horrific. Like, I can't believe that these details were made public. Horrific. Really? Yeah. So... I don't think we'll be doing that one for a little while. So that, that was local. For that us was in too. Wilmington. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it 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 made me physically ill. So really, yeah. We're. I don't think I can do that one. I don't think honestly, as much as I can't do it, I don't think you'd be able to listen to it. Hmm. So we'll hold off on that one. Okay. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do next. I don't know. Working on a few. Okay. Looking into a few. So cool maybe i'll surprise you mm. yeah surprise which you love yay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i have to tell you this so i had an orientation today yeah and uh one of the chicks you know her husband by the way we talked about this before she took class over there sure anyways she um wanted to play a prank on him the other day so she went and got one of those confetti guns mm-hmm. while he was in the shower she like stuck it in between the shower curtain, you know, and like let it go. It sounds like a fucking flashbang. Yeah. Confetti fucking everywhere. And she's like, I stood there and laughed and he just stood there in the shower covered in fucking confetti and looked at me and goes, you're going to clean this shit up, right? Dude, confetti. And I could not stop laughing. I'm like, Mark would not be able to come after me because he would have just had a fucking stroke. Yeah. So I, I don't do confetti, glitter. Balloons. Balloons. No. Yeah. I, it's like, I, I feel like I'm that person, like, remember on Maury when they would, like, people... You are that person. You they'd are. They'd bring, like, a fucking frog or yes. something, and they'd run off stage. Babe, like, you do realize that I still have a video. <laughs> Jax was, like, three. And anybody who's working tomorrow, ask me. I'll show you. Um... You are running around the house in your fucking underwear yelling, babe, because Jax is chasing you with a fucking balloon in his hand. <laughs> you are freaking the fuck out and Jackson thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. So like you're in your underwear running and he's in his diaper running and he's laughing just with a red balloon in his hand coming after you. I fucking hate them. I know. It's amazing though. They just, they freak me out. And you're glitter, it, It's everywhere and just bothers me so of course i buy everything glitter yes you do everything You're that a dick i can for that. Uh, i try 
None of it rubs off, though. Yes, it does. Well, my eyeshadow does, but like the notebooks and stuff, it doesn't. I just no, buy them to bother you. You and Leah both say that. Oh, no, it doesn't come off. It okay. Fucking, Listen, yes, I'm it not does. the one I'm sitting who... at the table. It's fucking all over the table. I am not the one who tried to make a glitter fucking cowboy hat for New Year's Eve, by the way, which oh, you approved. God. Yeah. There's still fucking glitter in the house. I'm fucking aware of that. (laughs) Jesus. So feel free to keep reaching out with suggestions. Um, Sorry, Jason. I just, I can't do Riley Fox. Can't do it. Um, We'll keep, I'll keep looking into it. Uh, Hit us up on Facebook. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. Where we have our very first non-friend fan. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, our webpage, which Mark has reminded me 17 fucking times I need to update. So mm-hmm. as soon as I'm done doing the 97 other things I have to do, I will update the website as soon as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, or I'll just tell you how to get to it and you can do it. I'm still on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Twitter's weird. Why? I still feel, I don't know. I feel like I don't really know how it works yet. I guess it's Instagram, but with words, you know, like Instagram yeah. is just supposed to be pictures. Yeah. I don't know. I'm old. Mm, whatever. I don't, I don't know how this shit works. So, mm. but hopefully we will, I will get something done in the next couple of days and we'll get another episode out. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening and please uh, keep spreading the word. Yes. Our, our Facebook is blowing up. And, and if you could, please follow and or subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to yes and leave a review if you can i just dropped my vape um i dropped my vape damn it leave a review if you can um especially for you apple podcast users if you could leave a five-star review that would be great yeah this is how we get ads and sponsors yeah so it is needed yes so, because then I can I can tell more stories. Yeah, yeah, and I can make fun of you some more. I mean, you do, anyways. Yes. Yeah. But then people could hear it. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. So, thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, give us a couple days. We'll be back. Yep. Thank you again, guys. Spread the word. Bye. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.